welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is ACE contributor Peter Anderson, who's frustrated by the general approach to our automotive future, as well as Matt, better known as Mr. Pritchard, who's been looking at high-profile car collaborations and wondering why. Yes. And we'll update you on our favourite tunnelling, driving, shooting star in this week's Muskwatch. So stay with us. But first, we'll go to a section that we are calling Diffuser, which will be our opportunity to share any feedback that we've had, um, if we've had any. Hmm. And this week we have, happily. <laughs> oh, Hammer Rocks. Exciting. Hammer Rocks oh. on YouTube. He's a person who's given this his thoughts before, so um. thank you again, Hammer Rocks. Thank you. And he was wanting to comment on the Supra. He said, um, after our discussion last week, um, it mm. was Chesto and Mal and myself, mm. and we were just talking about the relative merits of, of that new Supra's looks and, and mm. various other bits mm. and pieces. Hammerrock says, I too thought it was ugly, but it's starting to grow on me. The more videos and photos I see of it, the more I start to like it, though I think it can use bigger and wider wheels to complete the look. So that seems like fair enough input. Oh. And Forza Geek 101... Mm. Just gave us an emoji, the thumb and index finger OK emoji. Nice. I'm, I'm taking that as a massive compliment. Oh, thank you. So thank you very a, much to... Aimed specifically at you, I think. Forza Geek 101. Forza well Geek done. 101. Brilliant. All right, now... Off the handle. From <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the other 100, useless. 101. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, as, uh, as Peter rightly said, somewhat ironically, we are going to go to our segment called Blowing a Gasket, where we uh, get stuff uh, off our chest... But it's Bevs and Fevs. Peter, you reckon we might be getting them wrong. Take it away. I think so. So whenever you hear people talking about electric cars, they go, range, range, range. And yes, I get it. Right. We are a big country. But I think the people who are complaining are people like my age and older probably who remember the long road trip. People don't do that anymore. Yeah, right. right? So that's mm-hmm. that's part A of my complaint. Okay. Because part B then kind of negates it because there isn't enough charging. We don't have enough charging in this country. Yep. And nobody's interested. It's all being left to the private sector who, while they'll do it, don't have the impetus from government. Anyway, so anyway, part A. So I've had three, four electric cars in the last six, eight weeks. Yeah, great. So I've had okay. Range Rover Fev, I've had an iPace, I've had an Ionic EV, full yep. EV, and yep. an Ionic Fev. Mm-hmm. None of them, apart from the Jaguar, needed anything other than my mains power. And here's why. Okay. Most of us do 30, 40 Ks whenever they go out and do something, particularly in Sydney, because everything's so far let's face anywhere. It, the mm-hmm. vast majority of the population are in major cities, yep. and the vast majority of that number are in just a couple of them. That's right. Yeah. So... I, the Range Rover we had over Christmas, we did Christmas Day, pure electric. We did Boxing Day, pure electric. We did right. most of that week on pure electric, hardly used any fuel at all, just plugged it in because it charges in three hours. Was Christmas Day, you know, electrocuting some unloved relatives? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't like no, to okay. say. Fine. That would have reduced the range. Vehicle. That would have reduced the range. That's all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, so... And did it all on mains power. I didn't have a. I don't have a wall box at home. And I was actually thinking before I had this run of electric cars, oh, I should probably invest in a wall box, you right? Because it's tax deductible, given it's for my job. Sure. But we've realised we don't need it. And yeah. even with hmm. the, so the iPace was the only one that I kind of wanted to 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 charge on something a bit faster because range and performance are enemies. Right. Whereas in something like 
the Ionic, yeah. there is no performance. It's not a fast <laughs> because, car. Because the, the two sides of the coin, mm. okay, there's range, but mm. there's also charge time. Yeah. So you're saying that from mains, it's probably an overnight kind of proposition. Yeah. You're just plugging the car in. It might take many hours, yeah. but so what? You know, you're know, you staring at the 30, back of your eyelids. 30Ks, right? Exactly. So um, at the same time, various... Um, brands are coming up with faster and faster charging time. So mm. even that becomes less of a factor, yeah? It does, but uh, mains power is always going to have that same limitation yeah. of whatever it is, 11 kilowatts out of 10 amps. And that's always going to be slow, but that's all you need for most sure. people. And, this, and I am saying this is most people. Not everybody is going to get away with it, and which leads me on to the charging conundrum. All right. Because as our, as you rightly pointed out, two cities are holding the lion's share of the Australian population, which means we're going up, which yep. means... Yep. Where do you park? Well, if you're lucky, you get a car spot downstairs in the apartment block. Sure. We've all been there. Yep. Where do you charge? Well, bodies corporate. Sorry to all the body corporate who are out there, but you're all terrible. You're all so right. hard to deal with. No, <laughs> right. they are. They're really hard to deal with. I want a power That's actually body shaming. That is body shaming. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I... It's a hill I'm going to die on. Um, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get anything done. Like, right. Where do you so, charge? So you mean the, the whole idea of mm. retrofitting a whole bunch of high-powered chargers into the basement. Or even the, the just a mains of, point into yeah, your right. garage. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, no, we can't possibly do that. Oh, right. that's way too hard. So Get your point. Yep. The, what, what staggers me about Sydney City Council, who are all, who are all very green, and I'm, I'm all for that, but mm-hmm. there are no street charging points. Yes. They're all mm. hidden away in, like, I mean, Tesla's is star casino. Oh, some of them are in parking. <laughs> some of them are in parking stations. <laughs> they are where you actually have to, you know, pull a ticket before you yeah, can the big go bucks, in and use it. And yeah. that's the big bucks. There's no yeah. like you go to London, Berlin, Paris. There's all of these places. Even in, even the US, which loves a gas guzzler. There's these blue LED ringed places to park. And so if you're parking yep. on the street in London, whatever it is, a pound an hour, half hour, or whatever, you're also getting a charge. Yes. And if you can do that in Mayfair in the middle of very posh London, I think Sydney can manage yeah, it. that's true. I think Melbourne can manage it. <laughs> there is the phenomenon in the States, of course, of icing, which mm. is where, you know, the good old boys in their rolling coal, jacked-up trucks mm. want to park in the Tesla supercharger spots. That, yes. So Tesla drivers can't actually recharge their car yeah. as some kind of lame brain protest against... Well, future. you know, rednecks aren't known for their intelligence. <laughs> um, but like, so here's a photo of me flipping off a charging station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> well done. Take Miranda Fair in in Sydney's in in God's own country down there right. in the Shire. They did this massive refit. There wasn't a single charging point for an electric car. In right. There. And is that sorry? That's a shopping centre. It's a massive okay. Westfield shopping centre. There is right. a charging point in there provided by BMW. <laughs> But a, there was nothing. Wow. There was nothing. And the, so the, the local council didn't say they had to do anything. The state government didn't say they had to do anything. Federal government's looking the other way. Right. They are constantly looking the other way. Which is largely a factor of just a short-term focus for oh, government, I, be it local, state, leadership. federal. You know, it's what what's in front of us right this minute. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm most mad about councils because they're the ones that people just vote on autopilot. Like council elections, you guys. Oh, I don't even get a democracy sausage because it's obviously most of them are. Well, you you you, you do it at home, and I'm not sure what in. ward I'm in. Yeah, I, who cares? I don't know. They're the guys who can get away with doing this stuff. Yeah. Whereas state and federal, we we pay a bit more attention. Right. We, we, should, we should pay more attention to state because mm. then we end up with people like Mark Latham in politics. But, um, to, sorry, councils. Political point. Let's not get into that. But um, like <laughs> they can the, get the away with it because it doesn't matter what happens at council. If someone misses your bins, you don't know who's at fault. Yeah, it's more likely. So by the sound of it, 
um, the the force that's going to cause change. Uh, it's not going to be a strategic forethought. No. It's going to be more and more people owning electric vehicles yeah, yeah. It, and putting a demand on the council. Yep. So, or, the, or the feds or the state. Yeah. yeah. That'll yeah, all get exactly. that nice um, Blade Runner flip of uh, it being completely private. Yeah. Like companies, like like the star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, having their pe- own. People are deciding. I mean, it's like with solar panels. The government's kind of gone, oh, in the last five years. And people are going, you know what, buggy, we're going to do it anyway. anyway. And that's what's mm. going to happen with electric cars. Yes. Mm. Um, it, it's going to happen in spite of government rather than because of government. But I think, I mean, we've possibly touched on this conversation before. A country like Australia, because it is diverse, mm. okay, we've established that so many people live on the coast and in, in the big cities. But there are still journeys that are undertaken over long distances, not as frequently as has been the case previously, but they still happen. So there may well be a need for a certain kind of car with a certain kind of drivetrain Mm. for this purpose and another one that's more suitable for, you know, inner city running and on it goes. So rather than one car for multi-purposes, there's going to be a car for that purpose. And that's certainly where, I mean, look at Ford's second car thing and, you know, and I do think like that Ionic Fev, you could, it looks like according to the range meter you could drive that to Melbourne on one sure. tank. Sure. So, you know, and but f- for those who do want to get around electric 95% of the time when they're in the city, yeah. that car will do it. I've driven exclusively for a week on electric power. And I, d- sorry, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was going to say I actually um, know someone who they they recently bought a Model X. Um, and oh. they were uh, look, I had the same conversation with them. <laughs> I, I, they, my cars did, three I did times exactly the fact. same thing. Yes. Do they like the look of it from the rear three quarter view? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh-huh. And look, in saying that though, when I saw it and the doors did the Star Trek thing, I was mm. like, okay, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, until um, you want to turn a corner. Yeah, exactly. and all that white gas. <laughs> and where are they well, at? It. Well, so they were travelling over Christmas, and right. they um, they were travelling cross country, and they had to stop to charge it along the uh, way. And they were hunting around for a supercharger in the country, and they found one. Um, and they plugged it in, and they were waiting for it. Um, and their daughter just kind of like standing there, and then just very innocently asks, "Would it be taking this long if we had a regular petrol car?" <laughs> <laughs> And that's it's not like, the car's well, fault. It's not necessarily no, the car's fault. But, no, no. You know, she does have that's a point. It's funny. It is great. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Out of the mouths of babes and all that. Yeah. I mean, our own Malcolm Flynn, yeah. who is attuned to these things, got himself into trouble with the I-Pace, mm. which has yeah, a good range. So he did. That's right. Yes, that's yeah. right. So it, it it's kind of weird. Most people don't understand that they will be able to get away with their weekly, daily sure. school run, work run, station run on electric. Yep. you just got to remember to plug in. And that's what my wife always says. Well, what if you forget to plug in? Well, get that's, a fev. That's why hi- get a fev. <laughs> yeah, that's why plug-in plug in hybrid is is kind of attractive because yeah. it mm. does let you get away with that laziness. Mm. Um, we all you, think that. Feel like like, it. No, no, I'd always have it charged. And the amount of time I've gotten to work to realise my phone's dying. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Exactly. Exactly. Every time. I yeah. need to leave charges everywhere. But, you know, until we've got things like roll-on, roll-off charging, all that. But, yeah, mm. oh, look, I, so I think, you know, people need to get real about what how they're using their cars if, before they discount a FEV or even a BEV. Great. Um, because, again, the fully electric Ionic, which I yep. would not recommend for driving to Canberra or, or Melbourne with, but will do perfectly around the city, and it will charge overnight. Cool. And we want to hear from our viewers and listeners. So if you're watching on YouTube in the comments um, or just comments at carsguide.com.au, let us know. Feel free to tell me I'm wrong because I often am. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I've committed this to just and video. Okay. You're wrong. Not about this. Just, <laughs> just, just generally stuff. speaking. <laughs> now, Matt, we're yes. turning our gaze to you yes. because you have indeed been looking at collaborations I have. between things, brands and car yeah, brands good, uh, and all brand of that. Syn- I love a good brand synergy. Give us some examples and your thoughts on the matter. So the most recent one that I was looking at was the uh, Hyundai Kona Iron Man edition, which <sighs> I saw pictures of and immediately just thought to myself, but but why though? Yeah. And I and the dis- <laughs> the disclaimer here is that I love I love Marvel movies. I love Marvel comics. I love superhero stuff in general. Yeah. And yeah. I actually quite like the Kona. Like I, you sometimes didn't... arrive at work with the power stance as if you've just, yeah. you know, crashed through the ceiling. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. well, he has. You know, yeah. you know how yeah. they say, you know, dress for the job you want. Yeah. <laughs> the job you have. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but um, no, and I, I, I actually quite like the Kona. Like, it didn't set my soul on fire when I it's drive. It's a very it, good car. Yeah. And mm. I like the way it looks. I love, I'm a sucker for bright colors. Mm. And, <laughs> so for those having a look on YouTube, um, we'll have a picture of the car up on screen, yeah. uh, yes. fingers crossed. But the the turret is um, red with an Avengers mm-hmm. symbol uh, on it. They've the t- got the Iron Man helmet. Iron Man helmet Iron on Man on helmet, top. James. So big your pardon. <laughs> <I beg> your <laughs> Seriously. Pardon. And it's a, a glossy kind of charcoaly grey with mm-hmm. these very bright, rich red uh, accents. accents around yep. the car to mimic... The costume. The, mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean the suit. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah thank you. Yeah. As I sit here, king of gatekeeping. <laughs> can I just get this out so we can continue and, and yes. we not? But all superhero movies are terrible, with Deadpool being the exception that proves the rule. Remember wow. how I said before you were wrong? No, see, I'm <laughs> right about this. So let's move on. I just wanted to get that off my chest. <laughs> so that's, the, that's get another Get going in the comments on that one. Actually. <laughs> so, um, and the like, some of the tech on the inside lights up, like the, um, right. the arc reactor that powers the suit. The and arc so, reactor. Yeah, right. Mm. I know, so, so I know you, all the So, Matt, you'd be, <laughs> the terminology. you'd be in the bullseye of the target you know, for this car. Yeah. If you're such a Marvel yep. you know, devotee mm-hmm. and you were potentially in the market for a, you know, an SUV like the Kona sure. and you mm. thought, hey, what, what would you think? You know, would, would you be happy to park this in your driveway? No. I don't know what this is. No. This, is a, this particular one is pester power because the kids uh, are going to come with you today. Hey, kids, let's go and look at a new yeah. car. Dad, we want that one. Mum, I want that one. Yeah. No. We're going to look ridiculous. I'm eight. I don't care. And, yeah, right. And I, and I think, and that was one of the things that kind of got me about it because, like, I'm normally that inner eight year old who is like, you know what? I, I don't care. I, I want it. But I just, for me, I was, I was thinking, if you're in the market for a Kona, yeah, why are you? Why would you go for this one when? Because it it costs extra, but there are they were saying they, that there are some features that even though it's based on the higher spec mm. model, there mm. were some features that come with that that don't come with this ah, one. I see. Yeah. It's like, surely you would want, if you're going to shell out for, you know, the high spec one, you'd want... I got to I I think you're buying that car with your head. Yeah, well... Or your arc reactor for that matter. <laughs> exactly. You're buying yeah. it with your heart. I, th- yeah. I think, for what it's worth, if I were to pull up in traffic, Next mm. to the Kona Iron Man, I would <laughs> immediately be massively judgmental. Yes, and yes. I would be thinking, "You're a dick." Yeah, um, and, and look, I like the Avengers films. I oh, quite yeah. like Iron Man as a character. It's just that having your car daubed with all that yeah. stuff. And the thing know, that I found with so. it is that it because if you if you love Iron Man that much that you want to be like, I want to be like Tony Stark in real life. Which look, I have problems with that too. But <laughs> I just well, he's heartless. Oh, uh, I was just thinking. <clears throat> there's 
But there's a different, like, there's a different way to do that. It just, it made me think of, <laughs> there's a clip from The Simpsons where it's a Halloween episode mm. and um, Milhouse is wearing a, a Radioactive Man Halloween costume. He's like, hey, Lisa, look, I'm Radioactive Radio Man. Act- and yeah. She looks at him and he's wearing a plastic mask and a t-shirt with a picture of Radioactive Man on it saying mm. trick or treat. And she just kind of looks at him and goes, I highly doubt that Radioactive Man would wear a plastic smock with a picture of himself <laughs> on yeah. it. That's how I feel about the Iron Man Kona. But, but the, <laughs> the other one, other case in point that you've come yes. up with is also in the sci-fi realm. Yes. But, uh, you know, tell us about that one. So a few years ago, around the release of um, Star Wars Rogue One, Nissan mm. did their Rogue One Rogue. Which they did, didn't they? I understand conceptually because Rogue, which... Which, the, which is the X-Trail. Yes. yes in, yeah. in the States. In the US, yeah. Yep. Um, and it was, it was a bit more subtle. It came in <laughs> Darth Vader black or Stormtrooper white. Um, uh. Yeah, but it it wasn't as Star Warsy. Well, I admit the Iron Man Kona is really out there. Yeah, like it has like Stark Industries written on it. Oh whereas this, really, you I had like a few little. Detail. These yeah. are basically black or white X trails with a little mm-hmm. plaque on saying, yeah. you know, Star Wars Rogue One." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which again, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, right? The power of fandom mm. is. Knows no bounds. And right, I think yeah. that's why those cars would sell because mm. these, you know, the car brands like attaching themselves to other brands. They've finally worked out that car buying is an emotional thing. Sure. They should have, I mean, they, they've known it for 20 years, but they haven't really mm. worked it out. It's an emotional thing. And so if you can attach it to other emotional things, again, it's aimed at Gen Xs who get a little mm. misty eyed and dewy eyed about, you know, their child. I mean, there's no Doctor Who. But polo or to, anything. It was ever thus. I mean, it's 50 yeah. years. Bond, Aston Martin. I mean, that, that association's been sure. going forever. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, as far as really out there putting mm. your fandom on, gotcha. uh, on, on, you know, wearing yeah. your heart on your sleeve, yeah. It, yeah. that's something that Gen X really does a lot, and it's a bit childish, but, okay, who cares? So these things are going to sell. But speaking of childish, one I was going to say, as that, a millennial, I mean, but <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we've built entire industries off that. <laughs> off fandom? Toyota, yeah. Toyota locally came yeah. up with one that yes. would resonate, you know, with people's childhood. Yes. But had a more, uh, what's, a word, what's the word? Um, Presumed. Meaningful connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that Tonka Hilux. That's the one. Yeah. Which was a concept car, all jacked up and covered in carbon fibre cleverness. And yeah. uh, I got to speak to Nicole Gios, who was the designer of that. Um, and that was a that had a really strong reaction, didn't it? It a did. A lot of yeah. people watched it. Did. it really I did. mean, the, the video that you shot in that interview, a walk around mm. um, of that vehicle, which is on our site, go and take a look, um, went through the roof. Yeah. People <laughs> couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> like, um, the it was all me, clearly. The interest yeah. in that car is enormous. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people still talk to me about it. Oh, did you say? Because whenever the Hilux comes up, did you say that Tonka Hilux? And I say, well, yes, a matter of fact, I did. <laughs> I've spoken to the designer on a number of occasions. Yeah. Uh, which is always a great joy. Um, and it was cool and it worked. We got to drive across a thing they'd set up um, in mm. uh, down at the Australian Technology Park. It was great fun. Um, but that that's a genuine that that Tonka brand. It's like Lego. Yeah. It's not. It's much more far-reaching kind of yeah. brand than. than and I think and conceptually, the brands lined up a lot smaller. Oh, of course, yeah. Like you don't see Iron Man and think, oh, Hyundai. Yeah, yeah. Like but you don't see Nissan and think, oh, Star Wars. But like a Hilux. Well, and it's Tonka, its own brand, kind of, isn't it? And it it's is. Tonka tough type stuff. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But Matt, you were saying also that you would probably be more inclined if there was a commercial tie-up that led mm. to a production kind of Tonka mm. Hilux. You might be more attracted by that. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. That it'd be a bit of fun on the work site, wouldn't it? Well, you yeah, know, less you've, cynical, you've got your Tonka truck. 
I think the Iron Man stuff is a bit cynical because it's not cynical. It's it's kind of overdriven by commercialism and mm. marketing. Whereas the Tonka stuff, it it makes sense in people's heads. Oh, Hilux is a really tough. You know, that was helped by the whole Top Gear thing pushing off a cliff and it still yeah. starts all right. that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the Iron Man thing is, let's skin this car and sell it. The other thing from Toyota's point of view, and I must um, admit, I have a Tonka truck. I'm a man of a certain age, and I have a, a Tonka truck <laughs> that is steel, mm. and um, I've had since I was very young, and yep. I still love. And it's it, the, the positioning line was always built Tonka tough. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's tough. It's still yeah. looking fantastic, mm. you know, all this time later. So from Toyota's point of view, there's not only that feel good association, but that Tonka toughness. That, yeah, that principle mm. of um, toughness is a, is yeah. a beautiful alignment. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought them. it was great. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's far more successful than, say, the Carla Zampatti laser. Yeah, or the Cartier LTD. The Roadrunner Barina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Reebok Pulsar. The Reebok Pulsar. Hey. About um, Polo Beats by Dre. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually drove the Polo Beats by Dre. You know what I quite liked, strangely, was the Fender Beetle. I oh, don't know about that. Yeah, no. That sounds fun. Look, it was, no, it was nothing to do... It was actually nothing to do with the Fender badges on the uh, no. grill. The car itself looked terrific. They were all black and they had those um, special wheels. I quite oh, like the car. nice. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, have you got any, any crap uh, co-productions exactly. like this? Exactly. Give me in the comments. Let us know. Yeah. You thought, all good ones. I don't care. So, we, of course, are sitting in the shed mm-hmm. and just over the wall uh, is where we park the cars. So, mm-hmm. this week, uh, we've been driving certain vehicles and, Peter, kick us off. You've been in an American muscle car. The Mustang. Yep. Now, uh, there's a little bit of history to this. The first Mustang I drove, I hated. I thought right. it was really, really ropey. The was it of this generation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was the original MY, when they first came out in, in this current Might have shape. been 15? 15. Yep, something like that. It was rubbish. Uh-huh. It, 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 the seats were squidgy and horrific. The the interior just looked like it was all, like, you know, the chrome on the switches like it was going to chip off like a cheap right, toy. Right, um, The dash was rubbish. The ride was, you couldn't hear the V8. What the hell was going on? And I just got out of that car. And I'm not a Mustang guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I understand the point of it. I get it. But, you know, everyone goes, oh, have you driven a Mustang? I'm like, yeah, it's, and it's sacrilege, right? Right. <laughs> anyway, so fast forward to MY19, which is the new car. It's not new, new, but. It's a revelation. You can hear okay. the engine. Like from a mm. stock exhaust, This that thing bellows. And it right. sounds fantastic. Right. First gear um, is long, really long. Like I actually found going into corners, I was in first gear to go around. That's the only criticism I've got of this car. All it's right. so much better. The seats are great, even though it did have the optional Recaro. Seats are great. Engine's great. Handling's really good, considering it's a muscle car. And it looks good. I loved it. I really did like it. And it's in the in the kind of low sixty grand. Kind yeah, yeah. Of bracket. I think the one I drove would have been mid sixties with a couple of options. Options on it. On it. it had the Magna Ride suspension. I'd be very interested to see what the the, the static suspension's like. Right. Uh, but I thought it was really good. And, and really, those points you've raised—that's mm. the big part of people who enjoy those cars. That's the big part of the fun. Mm. You know, the big muscular engine. Yeah, yeah. And the way it looks and feels. So okay, well that's great. I did, good news. It, the, the the one I first drove felt like junk. This felt like a good car. All right. Now, Matt, yes. you have been behind the wheel of? The Kia Cerato. Yeah. And I think it's the S, which I, yes. is the entry, the entry point. Oh, the wa- uh, uh, is it the warm edge? There's an S Sport. This, ah, is, this, is, the, this is the S. The S. So it's kind right. of like the Hyundai yeah. this uh, is the Go type. It's, about, go, it's, yeah. it's a low 20s right. uh, kind mm-hmm. of proposition. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what did you make of that? I quite liked it. You did? You know, like, as mm. bare bones as it was, uh-huh. like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not... Not being, you know, a super, you know, big car person. Right. Like, it's... You're in the right job. I know, right? I, know, yeah. I don't even know how I got on this show. Help me. Um, yeah. No, I look, I thought it was like, it was fine. There were a few things where I, I went hunting for the, the GPS for mm. the map and went, oh, th- there's not one. Uh-huh. All right. Either that or I'm just an idiot and I couldn't find it. Right. Oh, I don't think it has um, it. But yeah. it does have Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. I think it you probably know, I would. Check. I think it would. Yeah, See, that's why you don't need a sat nav. And the yeah, um, except I don't trust Apple Maps and CarPlay. The last time I tried it, wouldn't let me use Google. Well, Maps. it does now. Oh, wonderful! Tip for young players. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, except you can't use Siri with it, which is annoying. But anyway, yeah. Mm. Um, it was also my first time uh, driving with lane departure ah. warning, and I had no idea it was on. <laughs> oh yeah, and it just so it's adjusting the steering like, wheel for you. What? No, it just vibrated. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was uh, I was driving along, and then suddenly the steering wheel vibrates, and I went, what? What was that? <laughs> Flat What's going have on? I hit something? Yeah, what well, I thought, what have I done? Mm. Oh, my God, what have I done? And I'm going into, like, the cross-city tunnel. <laughs> I'm going, what have I done to it? Oh, my God, there's nowhere to stop. And yeah, then yeah. It, it occurred to me later what it was. Mm. I was mm. like, oh, right. Some of them are quite intrusive. Like, hey, hey, stop. Yeah. <laughs> What's it's not as bad as the um, the eyesight on the Forester is a particular bugbear of mine. It mm. basically panics if you go anywhere near anything. <laughs> yes. yes. So we give it the two-fingered salute. As does Audi Presense. It shares the it's living presense out of you. Yeah, when it, it does. When it <laughs> kicks in, it, it's really quite Oh, yeah, because it grabs the scary. belt and it jumps yeah. oh, the brakes yeah. and it really gets on it. Now, I um, what just, I was in last and it was a total beep fest trying to park it. And, yeah. And yeah. it's just everywhere. Yeah, You've yeah, just got to hit like that, that little too. part button if that's annoying mm. you. There's invariably a, a, a oh, way yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please stop freaking me out. Um, <laughs> I've been driving the Skoda Fabia uh, Monte Carlo. So it's the 81 TSI. It's a little turbo triple, oh, um, one litre. And about 81 kilowatts. I've got to say, I really like the seating position. I like the way the car looked. It's mm. snappy red with mm. black wheels and some black accents and things. It looks pretty racy. Nice. Mm-hmm. I really like the seating position, the ergonomics, and the way the car actually operates. The steering wheel is really nice and grippy. What I didn't like was the dual clutch being quite shunty at low speeds, particularly oh. when you're, you're wanting to move off. It's all, you know, as if quite a clunkiness a um, off the mark. And uh, also, a certain reluctance for the engine to actually pick itself up and get going. So, no, I wouldn't call it turbo lag. It just felt like a. I'm, I'm, squeeze, a I'm squeezing this throttle, and I want something to happen. It takes quite a bit of doing. So, that. what's the, so for for those who may be not familiar, why is why is it called the Monte Carlo? Oh, look, it's just such an exotic place. You, I think you're given free casino say, chips with the car. Or is it something to do with the Fabia WRC2 car? Could that, be a yeah, rally Maybe, somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. Rally over rally. there. I was yeah. possibly thinking, is it like like the, the red layer of jam between two biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> anyway, there I've you go. I've also been driving the Skoda Fabia Kingston. Yeah. Or the Nice, <laughs> or which the, is very close yeah, to Monte Carlo. very close to Monte Carlo. The Octavia um, Shortbread Ren. Cream. Now, um, our very own uh, Matty Campbell will be writing a review on that car shortly, so look out for that one. Mm. But uh, having got through those three, it is now time for Musk Watch. Okay, so 
uh, after last week's show, m- more or less straight after last last week's show, so overnight Friday night last week, mm. uh, it was 1.20 a.m. on Friday in California. Elon sent an e- all-staff email to Tesla employees. Oh, yes. And he <laughs> recounted key achievements from the last 12 months, followed by a notice that 7% of the workforce would be leaving the building. Well done, everyone. So You're it's, fine. It's been a great oh. year, but look. Uh, 7% of you aren't going to be around. You're not needed. Basically, it boils down to Tesla needs to get the Model 3 price down. But because Tesla is competing, and this is a uh, an Elon quote, against massive entrenched competitors, we must work much harder than the manufacturers than other manufacturers to survive. What nonsense. Confirming his and Tesla's, quote, mission of accelerating the advent of sustainable transport and energy, which is important for all life on Earth. That's a fancy way of trying to excuse yourself from firing a bunch of people. Whoa. <laughs> this is a bloke who wants to escape to Mars when he doesn't make his goal he, of sustainable. He intends to die a Martian. Yeah. Yeah. That's now, okay with me. So all I can say is that's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, but flip side... Dyson, who's setting up its electronic car business in Singapore, of all places. But Dyson has just hired former Infinity chief and BMW heavyweight Roland Kruger. So they are actually shortcutting to the place where Tesla should have been from the beginning with people that know how to build cars involved in the whole process Mm. rather than ring-fencing it within Silicon Valley and saying, we'll reinvent all these wheels Mm. because we know better it seems yeah. like Dyson may have a different go at it. And I've said this before, um, Silicon Valley douchebags think they can do it better than everyone every time. They got they don't do business better, well they think they can. They think they can do everything better and they're like, "No, no guys, we've got this." It's this whole kind of skunk works idiocy which well, they've all sometimes. been college nerds together, and and yeah. um, they convinced they can take over yeah. the world. And well, they, in this uh, case, and, uh, and what I've also said a hundred times before is they've given these massive entrenched, like he's complaining about these massive entrenched companies having all this brand, um, uh, you know, kind of power. He's given them 10 years of covering fire while they sure. faffed around. Absolutely. And, he's, he's lost that first mover yeah. position. He had a real, or Tesla had a real opportunity mm. to pull the rug out from everyone, yep. but by do, wanting to do it itself, yep. trip up after trip up yep. has meant that all the big players have had an opportunity to catch up. And watch. And other newcomers, startups like Dyson, mm. have probably learned from some of those uh, errors and will accelerate their growth as a result. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just Now, look, the, anyway, flip, the flip side of all that is... That Dyson that has our, an uphill battle because they've built their entire brand on We Suck. Yeah, We Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they sell yeah. sucks. <laughs> but... The Bloomberg Model 3 production tracker oh, that we we've go. been following yes. uh, every week... 5124, up 486 units on last week, cracked 5,000, which is like yeah. the first time since Puss Forever. was a kitten, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that they've gone through 5,000. So they obviously listened to us last week, yeah, and clearly. the Fremont wedding marquee is on fire. I, like they are putting some cars through. I think perhaps there's some people there who'd rather keep their jobs, so suddenly they're working a bit harder. Well, I think after – there we were talking about all of the, the kind of missteps and, and the uh, two steps forward, couple more back, mm. uh, and just treading water – Maybe next week will be quite telling, but maybe the, the trajectory is heading upwards on a consistent basis. Having been on the receiving end of a number of redundancies and often wondered what on earth they get for it, like 
when you need to make more things, you don't cut the number of people you have. Well, that's it. They've got to do more with fewer people. And mm. the irony being that the initial installation in that plant was so robot heavy <laughs> uh, and <laughs> everything was, was to be automated, then realised, oh, actually, people are better at some of yep. those finer skills. Now mm. they're going to have fewer... Uh, okay, doesn't yeah, make anyway, sense. Yep. Look, there it is. And look, with that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Peter. Quite all right. And thank you, Mr. Pritchard. Thank you. And thanks to our producer, Georgia. It's such a refreshing change from Marsden, you know, <laughs> who apparently gets upset about some of the observations I make about him, to which I say, I'm not insulting you. I'm just describing. <laughs> um, and look, to have your say, to have your say, good or bad, search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube, and if you're an iTunes fan, please rate and review us, and subscribe, of course. Of course. Until next week, as the partial US government shutdown heads into its 34th day, it's timely to quote PJ O'Rourke, who believes giving money and power to government is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys. <laughs> I think he's dead right. I think he might be.